no, I'm not hungover. We did drink for like three straight days. Nice. So I'm not like hungover. I'm just like, my body is like, you need to. I'm not hungover. My body is just reacting negatively to the. No, no, no. Like I feel fine. My body is just like tired, like eat a vegetable and go to bed. Well, do you even know the meaning of the word vegetable? Yes. I eat vegetables quite frequently. Thank you. It's not fruits. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Not a big fruit guy. Everybody and welcome to episode number fifty-nine of the Quarter Life Crisis Podcast. I am your host, D. Rec, the man who got his calculus grade changed in high school by solving a Rubik's cube. That is true. Uh, with me, as always, is everybody's favorite co-host with the co-most, uh, the man who heard the word calculus in high school and made it his mission to never hear it again. Hunty, how you doing, man? That's actually true. I never took calculus, took pre-calc, and um, hated every second of it. So, um, yeah, accurate. I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a very wonderful weather weekend here in Buffalo. It's, it's above 40 and the sun is out, so I'm doing well, but it's your birthday. How are you today, my friend? It is my birthday. I'm turning 24. Um, what year is 24? Like 23 is the Kobe year. No, 24 is a Kobe year. Oh, 24 is a Kobe year. Well, I'm an idiot. Yeah. 23 is Jordan. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, 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 yes. I don't watch basketball. Um, (laughs) other than the NCAA, but, uh, on our birthdays we like to celebrate and an often a way that people often celebrate is by drinking beer so hunter what do you got um a good friend michael kepler left these in my apartment so it's i think i've had it before it's the flying bison 716 ipa which is just a good beer sure. in general sure um i received a generous uh i received an email this morning uh saying that my sister had uh gotten me a drizzly gift for my birthday <laughs> And uh, just about 15 minutes ago at my doorstep was delivered a uh, variety pack of Heavy Seas Cannon beers. Um, so I will be drinking a Tropicana Citrus IPA uh, for this episode. You ever use Drizzly? Yeah, yeah. I, that, that was like the third time I've ever gotten a delivery from Drizzly. They're good. Hmm. They're very good. I've never, never tried it. I always feel like it did. I always thought it would like wouldn't work. I don't know. know. It's not, I don't know if it's worth the delivery fee, but um, Joe, just to give an example, Joe once ordered a bottle of whiskey and a pack or a case of white claw Um, went to the bathroom, drank a glass of water and it was on our doorstep. (laughs) It took like seven minutes. Jesus. Yeah. It was nice and fast. I guess that's the benefit of living in a city, but um, that's true too. Yeah. uh, Let's just get right into what we have to talk about today Um, because it is my birthday. I don't know if we'll ever record on one of our birthdays ever again. Uh, There is a, there's a good chance that won't ever happen. Um, Just the way the days work, you know? So uh, something I'd like to talk about today uh, is some birthday memories. And yeah. everybody knows, everybody knows that the best part of having a birthday is the birthday party. Of course. So, Hunter, I would like to hear a couple stories of some of the best birthday parties you have ever had. Mm. Uh, also, can you, you throw in the mix um, one of the best birthday presents you've ever gotten? Uh, a dream, what a dream birthday present or birthday party looks like for you. Uh, just anything that would make your birthday as incredible as possible. 
and I can go first because I've had time to think about this. By all means, go ahead. Um, so the, I say like the most fun in a vacuum, the most fun birthday I ever had. I think it was my like, how old are you in third grade? Nine or 10? Nine. 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 So I guess it was my ninth birthday. And I wanted to go bowling because there's a bowling alley like near my house and I wanted all oh, my friends sick. to go bowling. Yeah, it was oh, great. Awesome. Um, so uh, a bunch of, me and a bunch of my friends, we went bowling. We took up like five or six lanes. It was a grand old time. We all uh, were afraid to ask to put the bumpers up because we would have been emasculated at the age of nine. Uh, so we all got like, like five or six straight frames with zeros, but you know, it was still fun. Uh, and then after that, uh, we went over to a little pizza joint called Pat's Pizzeria. And if anybody grew up in nice. Salisbury, you know, Pat's Pizzeria is the spot. Uh, and then we went back to my house and my, <laughs> my parents let us run around like little hellions uh, before we ate uh, cake and ice cream. And the reason that I think this is one of the best memories of a birthday party I ever had was a friend of mine, uh, Dylan, he dove into his ice cream. And by that, I mean, he had his ice cream on the plate in front of him and he like shoved his face in it and ate it like it was a pie eating contest, um, which was funny in the moment. Uh, but of course his parents picked him up and he was like, his face was entirely covered in ice cream and they were out, like, what happened? Uh, so his parents turned him around <laughs> Drove him back to our house and made him apologize to my parents for his reckless behavior. Oh my God. And he was so sad. And my mom was like, it's okay. I promise it's fine. He goes, I'm sorry for the actions that I've done. It was this little nine-year-old kid apologizing for eating ice cream without a spoon. Incredible. It was a good time. That was a really fun one. Um, in like terms of recent birthdays, uh, my 20... My 21st year started and ended with me in Nashville, Tennessee. So I turned 21. Oh, yeah. That's right. uh, I was, it was, my birthday is always during spring break and I never, uh, for the first couple of years, I didn't go anywhere. So I was always just home with my parents. But the year I turned 21, I flew to Nashville and spent like four or five days there. That was incredible. Flew back. Uh, and then the next spring break, we decided we wanted to go to Nashville again. And that wow. time we drove and that was way worse. Um, but, uh, I do remember the first day I was in Nashville, we were going into a bar and I had never been into a bar before. Um, that's the story I'm telling. Uh, I had never been into a bar before and uh, I was walking up to the bouncer and you know, when you first turn 21, you're like scared, still scared to give people your, your ID. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said still, you're scared to give people your ID because you don't think you're 21. Uh, but I handed it to him and this guy was like mean, but he was this big bald buff dude. He was wearing like a black t-shirt and sunglasses, even though he, it was, he like was designed to intimidate you. Yeah. 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 And I saw him, he took it, he took it, look at my uh, license and like looked through it over a second and then he stopped. He gave a big old smile and he turned around and yelled at the bartender and said, yo, Ricky, get birthday boy some shots. <laughs> so I walked right up wow. to the bar, got a couple free shots. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, definitely the best way to begin and end a year is in the city of Nashville. Uh, best, best birthday parties, experiences that I've had, uh, probably for a very long time. And this weekend was great too. It was a little more low key. Um, Katie and Joe and I had a little appetizer and cocktail night. We made made some good food and some good drinks. Um, they got a lot of cool presents, but we'll talk about that after you tell me about some of your parties. Um, the two best ones that I can remember, um, were when I was a kid, probably like middle school. Yeah. It was all, all of this was during, well, maybe one was elementary school. I don't know. It was around, around between 10 and 13. Um, there was this movie theater, like 15 minutes from my house. Um, and you know me, I'm a big 
fan of going to the movies and stuff. And what was cool about this movie theater was that it didn't matter. You know how movies now are like $20 just to get in the door? Oh, yeah. Well, even, you know, 10 years ago, it was even like, you know, 15 or, or 12. And it was still like expensive. This movie theater always did $5 tickets no matter what. Oh, so yeah. it was like dope. And it was a hole in the wall. No one ever went to it. So I forget what year it was. But one year I was like, Mom, I want to take like eight of my friends to the movies. And when they're $5 a pop, not that big a deal. When it's 20, different story. Yeah. So yeah. we went to this movie theater and we saw <laughs> the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Ooh. Um, and we sat front row. It was me and all my friends. Um, and we watched this movie and it was dope because we were basically the only people there. And then we went to, of all places, you guessed it, the McDonald's next door afterwards. Uh, of course. On but it was, brand. Yeah. But it was one of those like really old McDonald's. So it had like one of the OG playgrounds and it was awesome. We just like messed around for like two hours in there until I passed out. Um, the other cool birthday the ice skating rink in Waldorf, we, uh, they would, uh, for like a stretch of like six or seven years, every Friday night, they would have what they called DJ skate night, which is where they put all the lights, except for like one in the middle, like a spotlight on center ice. And they'd have a DJ up in the balcony and would just be like playing music. And they'd have like disco lights and strobes and stuff all night long for like two and a half hours. So my friends and I, we would go and it would cost like $10 to get in. It was super cheap. Um, and so for one year for my birthday, we decided to like, my mom was like, you can bring as many friends as you want and you're all going to go do it. And obviously I like to, to go ice skating cause I can flex on all my friends cause none of them can do it. Um, so we did that and that was super dope. Um, I'm trying to think of like more recent birthdays I've had, but I, honestly, because of the way my birthday falls in college, um, it's always around finals. So it's not as big as, as some people would go because like people right. are busy with exams. Also, it's like two and a half weeks before Christmas. So it's just people are getting ready for the holidays and not really focusing on, on my birthday as much. Well, so. there was that one time we had the, um, the, the, our friends who like taking pictures uh, party on your birthday. I wasn't on my birthday. It was the weekend of. It wasn't oh, on. It your was birthday. like it was like the day or two after. Yeah, it was because after we went to brunch too. Yeah, so. yeah, well, yeah. Like, oh my god, we did that all in a day. Yeah, I don't know how we did that. <laughs> now, now I like drink four beers and want to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, good lord. Uh, but yeah, the brunches were fun. I'll say so. It wasn't a party, but going to brunch those that that year was that was awesome. any way to that celebrate your birthday is a party, bro. Well, that's true too. Yeah, but the, it's always a party when say, it's always a party when I'm around. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I think I think those three are probably probably the top spot when it comes to parties. Yeah, cool. Um, like I said, any way you can celebrate is a, is a party in itself. I walked to the park this morning, and that was a grand grand Heck celebration. Yeah. Heck yeah! Um, and I and I logged on to Animal Crossing for the first time in a few weeks, and uh, my villagers threw me a birthday party, so that was fun. Yay! Um, it's, uh, keeping on the t- theme of birthdays, I want to hear about some presents that you got. Because I've received some really good birthday presents in my in my time in my day. <laughs> uh, first of all, one was the flight to Nashville. Yeah. Uh, thank you, mom. Um, <laughs> most recently this year, I must have been a very good boy this year uh, because my mom's present to me was PlayStation Five. Nice. Uh, that was that was still. I feel like uh, mom, that can be my present for the next five birthdays, and I'd be okay with that. And uh, I will say, just I wanted to shoehorn this in here to brag about uh, my girlfriend, uh, because for any of you that know me, uh, you may like know me personally. You may know that uh, I have an affinity for uh, doing strange voices, um, like impressions and cartoon voices and stuff like that. 
And uh, I've expressed interest in pursuing voice acting because it's something I feel like I'm good at and would like to do. So my lovely girlfriend, best woman I know, um, family excluded, sorry, mom, uh, has purchased me a uh, voice acting lesson with a professional voice actor. So this, so this week I'll be getting on Zoom with uh, a man who has done more voiceovers than I can count. Uh, and he can teach me about the business. And so there that's what I'm getting into this week. And that's one of, if not the most thoughtful uh, birthday present I've ever received. That is nice. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. To, to wrap up the amazing birthday presents I got this year, uh, a man uh, who on my screen is currently above me decided that it would be a good idea because I have, you're above me on my screen. Oh, yeah, I might be below you, but (laughs) Uh, because I have an affinity for fiddling with things while we're filming the podcast and I have broken like five or six things. Mm -hmm. Um, So Hunter, Hunter, the uh, old softy that he is, decided it would be a good idea to get me a fidget spinner, but not just any fidget spinner. It's a fidget spinner in the shape of Mjolnir, also known as Thor's hammer. Heck yeah, it is. So uh, I haven't hooked it up to my keychain, which I will be doing very soon, but uh, that was a very nice surprise to get. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, I was, I was sitting at my computer like, I don't want to get him just anything. And then I searched um, Marvel fidget spinners and it popped up immediately. And I was like, there we go. Found it. <laughs> the case it came in was the same case that I got like my first set of wireless earbuds in. And I'm just like, nice. what, who got me earphones? <laughs> I didn't order any of these. What the heck is this? But uh, yeah, that was fun um, to open and a lot of fun <laughs> to spin. I felt, I felt very worthy holding that thing. There you go. Um, let's see. I'm surprised you could pick it up, to be honest. Yeah, right. Um, so I think my favorite present was when i was 10 i got an xbox and that was dope that was super cool xbox 360 um that got replaced many times because of the ring of death but um you know that's stupid stuff but what else have i gotten that's really cool i definitely got i think it was tick was it zach brown band tickets one year i don't remember if that was a birthday present or if i just was like this is a good deal we should buy these now (laughs) um but i I get a lot, I'm big on like getting clothes for my birthday. I like when I see something and I, I say to like my mom or like, you know, my sister, I'll be like, Hey, this is really cool or whatever. And then like, you know, three months later it shows up. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've gotten for my birthday before. I will say while we're on this topic that I, I strongly put my foot down on the, on the doing combo presents because people that are born near the holiday season, a lot of their families will be like, oh, this is for both holidays and get you something like slightly more extravagant. Um, and I'll just be like, no, 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 that's not fair. It's not fair that, you know, Derek has his birthday in March and then another holiday in December. You can't just pigeonhole me into two holidays, like two, two celebrations in one at one point in the year. That's stupid. Um, so I'm trying to think of what else I've gotten. That's like your privilege for that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I recognize it's, no, it's valid. Really, that's but, honestly, that's, that's, but, I, I will never have to have a birthday around Christmas. Like it's called advocating for myself. Yeah, no, I can't. Um, Katie's birthday is New Year's Eve. Trust me. I, I know. I know the deal. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't really think off the top of my head about like cool, cool stuff that I've gotten. I know I definitely have because yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. care about me. I just like can't think of something like that immediately sticks. Obviously, I uh, went to a couple of Caps games for my birthday when I was a kid. Those were awesome. Um, yeah, that's about that, that's I think the coolest one was probably the Xbox one that yeah. I remember the most because sure. it was awesome. Sure. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to like I said, I didn't know if we'd ever uh recording a uh, session would ever fall on a birthday again. Um ours or even our friends. Um yeah. it, it probably has in the past, but you know, the the two main men here uh will never know. So, 
just wanted to get some birthday wishes in there and happy birthday to if you're listening to this in the future and it is your birthday then happy birthday to you um anything else to say about birthdays i will say my birthday is also a sunday this year Oh, well, we have no idea what your schedule will be like in December. Also, we probably wouldn't record on a Sunday because football in the fall. True. Okay, we'll figure that out. God, man, we have so much to think about in the future. I know. I I wish, I really wish it wasn't still pandemic times by that point, because it definitely still will be. But I really wish it wasn't because I would treat myself because I have a little bit extra money now and like splurge on a trip to Seattle, go see the Hawks play. And that's like one of my bucket list goals is for my birthday to go see a game in Seattle. Hey, man, we're... uh, uh, knock on wood we're looking at um uh every every u.s adults getting eligible to get vaccine on may 1st yeah so who knows who i will knows? say knock on wood. see i think the seahawks are in washington again next year Derek. there we go there we go and we have a better chance of winning this year that is true <laughs> I've, I've been looking at i've been keeping up with the free agency stuff and washington is like not at the top but uh towards the top and um way above anybody else in the nfc east so that was that was that was yeah. a good thing to see uh fitz magic better show up I think hey, we're, be fine we're gonna get It'll some fitz good. tragic in there but fitz magic is oh well, i mean he plays like Jameis winston you get really good and then really bad yeah 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 but it's fine um segmenting off of whatever uh thought train <laughs> what Segway. Seg- Whoops. <laughs> segmenting. Segway. How, how many beers you've had uh about one third um <laughs> segwaying off of that uh last week we got into some talk about the grammys grammys yeah grammys yeah. uh i forget which one uh and just the, the day after uh we released the episode i got some news that um ted lasso one of my favorite shows of the year and of all time really uh has been nominated for uh best outstanding the emmy for the best outstanding comedy series which has only been won by a show in its first season i think like eight times in the past 70 years um which yeah. is awesome and uh, I don't know what it's up against, but it should win. Absolutely. Um, so I want to look back at uh, the best outstanding comedy series of years past. Comedies okay. are my favorite shows to watch. Um, and I think that it would be fun to do what we did with the Oscars a few, uh, actually a couple dozen episodes ago probably, and decide who we think should have won. Okay. So uh, can I please have can I please have you, share screen recording? Or, you got uh, it. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, you got it ready. I did it from the start. It's your episode. All righty, man. Ooh, so we're gonna look at the years 2000, 2010 to twenty nineteen uh, because I did not watch a lot of the shows uh, in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna kind of ignore those. And we're gonna start from two thousand ten. Work our way for, up for twenty twenty. Schitt's Creek is the ultimate answer. That's correct. The correct answer. I'm just saying. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start from 2010. We're going to tell you who won, give you the uh, give you the nominees, and then we'll discuss what we think uh, should have won. So, Hunter, 2010, the uh, nominees, uh, season four of 30 Rock, season six of The Office, uh, Nurse Jackie, seasons one and two, uh, season one of Glee, Yikes. season seven of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and uh, the winning show, Season one of Modern Family. So what do you think? Well, definitely not Glee. Um, not that Glee. show should not win any awards. Um, I, I was never a big 30 Rock fan. I just could never get into it. 
I don't know why. I'm not. Um, what's the Tracy Morgan? Tracy Jordan. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Well, the actor is Tracy, Tracy Morgan, Morgan, right? Yeah. Never really liked him as an actor. Just thought his his characters are like just the same, just in different universes, and was kind of annoying. Um, the Office season six. I can't remember which season this is, but like earlier Office is better. That like middle Office is better than later Office. Um, yeah, season three of The Office I think is when they peaked weirdly. Maybe even season yeah. four, but season three mostly. Yeah, I honestly I agree with the Modern Family season one here. I think that that's sure. the clear cut better option here. I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know it's funny, but Modern Family season one is just like it's very they throw you you're thrown right into the middle of these people's lives, and it's just incredibly relatable comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, I feel when I watch I just rewatched season one like a couple like a week or two ago, and when you watch it, you're kind you, you kind of sit back and and i'm trying to think of the right words here but essentially you like watch it you're like wow this is a this is a really good show that makes me feel um like they're that the stuff that i feel on an everyday basis is legitimate and and natural sure sure yeah uh, i agree modern family is is really good uh in the sense of like you said it's relatable comedy in the fact that you don't know somebody exactly like that anybody in that family but you know some people that are like that. Like, everybody knows a Phil Dunphy. Everybody knows a Haley. Everybody knows a Manny. Um, the Jay and Gloria might be a little a little uh, hard to find. That's just um, for fun, though. Yeah, but, it, but you know people with those personalities. And so it, it makes watching it and the zany uh, things that they get into a lot more, a little more entertaining. Um, Curb, I've never seen. Um, I, I have only faith in uh, former Terp Larry, or actually, no, forever a Terp Larry David. Yep. Um, Glee season one. <laughs> Whew. that show really was one of the best shows on tv back then huh unfortunately <laughs> uh never seen nurse jackie yeah off the office season six was when they started kind of their downward their steady downward decline for me um season seven wasn't good uh and then season eight and nine were you know yeah. um so season six i think only got its nomination here uh because of uh for what's the word uh prosperity's sake um sure sure uh then th- I'm going to give this one up to 30 rock. Um, I, <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, love 30 rock. Um, I really love the relationship between, or the chemistry between Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. I think they like are meant to be on the screen together. Um, I, Donald Glover was like one of the lead writers on the show at that time. And I have nothing but good things to say about Donald Glover. One of the best creative minds of the generation, uh, no doubt. And yeah, Tracy Morgan's annoying, but I think once you, once you get like past and get the the whole point of his character is to be absurd and ridiculous, um, you really kind of feel for Tina Face or Liz Lemon um, and what she does. So uh, yeah, I'm giving this one up Thirty Rock. Modern Family, uh, obviously, not going to take anything away from that. Uh, if I'm to give it to another nominee, it's Thirty Rock. Easy for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Also, you know, UMD graduate Liz Lemon. UMD graduate Liz Lemon. Yeah, she uh, was written about in the Arizona Di- or the Arizona, the uh, University of Maryland Diamondback. Yeah, wow. My brain just the did real time. Arizona Diamondback. My brain just did real time word association. That was fun. Jesus. Um, moving on into 2011, we've got uh, season five of 30 Rock once more. Uh, a new contender, season three of Parks and Recreation. Ooh. Season seven of The Office. Season two of Glee. Season four of The Big Bang Theory. And uh, for the second year in a row, the winner is Modern Family, season two. What are your opinions? Mm, again, The Office is nominated because it's The Office. Yeah. Um, 
I would rather give us to Parks and Rec season three. I think Parks and Rec's a better show. Um, it's like, it's it's got the same family dynamic. Obviously, they're not like an actual family, but it's got the same uh, ideals. But it's just so smart in in the humor that it that it creates, um, and and its critique of modern society rather than um, just a funny show about a family, which like has complex narratives. But also, I just think Parks and Rec is funnier. So that I. Again, 30 Rock, eh. Big Bang Theory, terrible show. No one should watch that. It's awful. It's so bad. I literally could go on for days about how much Big Bang Theory sucks. I hate it. Yeah. I, um, the weird thing is I have uh, I've watched most of the episodes of Modern Family, but I've never sat down and watched them through. Yeah. So I don't really know where the seasons kind of divide. Um, like I saw, I saw one of the episodes in the last season the other day and I was like, why, who is this, who is this girl? Is this Lily? Why is she talking? Why is she old? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird to see how they've literally grown up and you, yeah. um, yeah, season two is kind of fuzzy in my brain. Big Bang Theory, horrible. Awful Um, show. Glee season two, better than Glee season one, still horrible. Um, the Office season seven. Yeah. This, this was objectively the worst season of the office at the time. Um, okay. yeah, at the time <laughs> I was like, Whoa, yeah, this, this only got the nomination yeah. because it was the office 30 yeah. rock season five. Again, that's, I think this was either the last season or the second to last season. And, um, very rarely is the, are the penultimate or the ultimate seasons of a show, the best ones. Uh, yeah, I agree. Parks and recreation season three is in my, in my opinion, season three is the best season. I don't um, even remember is, which, which, what makes it season three. Kind of the same with Modern Family, what you just said. I, that's me with Parks and Rec. I just know that. Yeah. Season three was when um, Ben and Chris came in and audited the town and like ah, they had yes. like no money and then they started yeah. doing the Harvest Festival and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I think it's the best by far. Uh, only one even comparing in quality, not even comparing in quality, but the one closest to me is season seven. And I think it's nominated future in, in the future so I can talk about it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 2011 uh, Parks and Rec takes the cake for me. I will say The Office season seven. This wasn't this was Steve Carell's last season, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say that the send off that they gave him was nice and like wholesome and and sad and whatever. But that's not comedy. That's just like okay writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sure, nostalgia sure. factor. Right, right. Uh, next, 2012. Um, first nomination nominee, season one of Veep. Veep is very good if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. so there, here we go. Season six of Thirty Rock. That was the last season. Uh, season one of Girls. I have not seen that one. Yeah. Season eight of Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, season five of The Big Bang Theory, and see the winner for the third year in a row, Modern Family season three. If you haven't noticed, Modern Family, good show. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, uh, I'll go first on this one since you okay. first. Um, you can get some time to collect your thoughts. Uh, Big Bang Theory again, get out of here. Uh, crazy to me, not crazy to me, but like I'm surprised that uh, The Office was not nominated for another Emmy here. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, again, haven't seen it. I trust it, haven't seen it. Girls have not seen. 30 Rock Season 6 was one of the worst ones. Um, it's it's hard to, I think the show had already kind of lost its footing at that point, and we kind of got it. Great ending. I think it ended in a perfect way, but like the the trudge leading up to it was a little was a little difficult. That's kind of how I feel about Seasons 8 and 9 of The Office. I love yeah. the finale, but like leading up to it, I didn't need to see. Um, Veep. I have not seen an entire season of Veep. Same. Uh, Weirdly enough, I still am picking it because what I have seen of Veep is phenomenal. Uh, I really love Ju- Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Um, I think she's one of the most talented actors of uh, the era, the of her time when she was like 
big on the front of acting. Um, and I trust everything that she will pour her heart and soul into. And everything that I've seen out of Veep is very funny. Uh, so comparing it to uh, Modern Family, a show that I like never got super into, The Big Bang Theory, a show that sucks, and then a couple other shows that I really don't have anything great to say about, Veep gets it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also have never seen a full... I think I've only seen like three episodes of Veep, so I do... I. I thought they were good. I need to like sit down and actually watch it. Um, Modern Family season three is incredibly slow. Like it's just like, you know, when a show is like trying to ride the coattails of its previous, like prior work. And it's like, okay, this will work. I've seen the office. Yeah. Well, this will work when you're running out of material and then eventually they fix it. But season three is just like, okay, it's the same routine over and over again. And it gets really slow. Um, I don't know. I again, since I haven't seen a ton of Veep, I can't really say it's the best. Girls, not good. Bad show. Um, girls, bad. It was bad. Um, I don't really I, like Lena Dunham, so I. I, I haven't have seen all of it, but I've seen a couple of episodes, and I was like, "This is terrible." Um, but I, I, I just like the concept of Veep. I think Veep's funny, so I would agree with you. Veep should go. But if Modern Family season three were a little better and faster paced, I'd probably pick it just because I know it better. But I think Veep is good. Sure. Moving into twenty thirteen, our nominees. Veep Season 2 30 Rock Season 7 I guess 30 Rock went on a lot longer than I remember it Uh, Louis Season 3 Girls Season 2 The Big Bang Theory Season 6 and the winner for the fourth and and I will not lie not the last year in a row Modern Family Season 4 Yeah um what was Louis even about? Wasn't he just like a like a bad dad or something it like was, that? I, th- I feel like it was just Louis C.K. Um, just playing an exaggerated version of the character that he does in his stand-up. I feel like it was like yeah. trying to do like a kind of PG-13 rated um, Seinfeld type deal. Uh, oh, um, yeah. It wasn't great. I never liked Louis C.K. that much and definitely learning more like about him, him definitely don't like him now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was fine. It was great. Yeah. It wasn't great. I think people who made six seasons of The Big Bang Theory should be put in prison. Um, he made like ten, dude. It just yeah, ended. Yeah, I know. I'm why? It's so dumb. Um, I, if you like The Big Bang Theory and you text me after I'm about to say this, I want to disassociate you with that, with you as a person. It's. A I really think show. they had to. Same, probably the same reason The Office season seven got a nomination. They probably just had to give it a nom- nomination just because it was the number one show on TV at the time. Why was it? Why? Dude, dude, the current number one show on TV is The Masked Singer. Okay. Yeah, you cannot never question the general public. I'm going to go <laughs> jump into the lake. Um, right. I, I do like Modern Family a lot here, and I think so after season three it got better. I'm going to stick with Modern Family. I think the rest of them are similar to 2012. It just, they're just there. Yeah, um, like I said, Girls never seen. Veep I haven't seen a lot of. Uh, 30 Rock is, was getting bad at this point. Louie was never good. Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it up for Modern Family again. Um, do I think it should have won five years in a row? Probably not. Um, well, no. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get into what 2014 had to offer. 2014 nominees. Season three of Veep. Season one of Silicon Valley. Season one of Orange is the New Black. Is that a comedy? I think it's considered, a, it can be, I think it's, there's some shows that are considered both. Like a dramedy, I guess. Yeah. Um, season four of Louis, season seven of The Big Bang Theory, and the winner for the fifth, and I 
believe final, I haven't looked through the rest of these, but I believe final year in a row, Modern Family season five. Here, I have a very strong opinion. This should have gone to Silicon Valley season one. If you have not seen Silicon Valley, uh, it's a show about essentially this group of loser coders that live in Silicon Valley, as you could have guessed, uh, that stumble their way into being one of the most dangerous like tech developing companies in the valley nice. and the it's thomas middleditch and uh camille nanajani um and i forget the actor's name but the guy who plays gabe from the office um they just have so much chemistry working together and they all play their roles that they fit so well like uh thomas middleditch is like the the anxiety ridden front man and uh Camille Nanajani is just like the guy that tries way too hard and is pissed off that he isn't as good as, as his co-workers it's I if you haven't seen it it's on HBO Max highly recommend it um six seasons season one is a great jumping off point it's not like other shows where it like takes a little bit season you could honestly just watch season one in a vacuum and be happy about it um couldn't say enough good things about Silicon Valley. Uh, to talk about the other shows, Big Bang Theory, we've said our piece. Um, Louie also said our piece. Orange is the New Black, again, kind of a comedy, I guess. Uh, Veep haven't seen that much of, and Modern Family. Um, you've won four other times. You don't need to win again. Uh, I've never seen Silicon Valley, so I know I need to watch it. I don't know if you'd like it, weirdly I, enough. This is what I've be, heard. It's a little nerdy, but um, I think I think you would. I think you'd like like the drama aspect of it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, it's a show that I've always seen pop up on my streaming services, but I've never been like, oh, I'm gonna watch that. I'd say um, give it a try if you have some time. Well, we all know I do nothing, so um, <laughs> uh, just because of really haven't seen any of these, like Orange is the New Black, I was never interested in. Um, I was like, eh. I will say that uh. I'll probably just just go with Modern Family again because, like, sure, why not? You know, sure. tried and true, and it works. And like, yeah, they don't need to win it, but whatever. That's sure, where I'm at. So we're at on 2014, and it's great because I don't think Modern Family is the winner uh, ever again. Nice. So jumping into 2015, uh, the nominees: Louis season five, Modern Family season six. Didn't win. Got the nomination. Did not wow. win. Season seven of Parks and Recreation. Season two of Silicon Valley. Uh, season one of Transparent and season one of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. This is the first year there there are a lot of contenders for me. What the hell is Transparent? I never heard of Transparent. <laughs> um, I, it's, apparently it was an Amazon Prime, or an Amazon video show that I had never heard of. Um, Modern Family season six, we've said everything we need to say about that. Louie again, everything we need to say. Silicon Valley season two, I think it took what Silicon Valley season one did and kind of bumped it up with like better writing, better production, better... Um, storytelling unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is great phenomenal first season I have not seen any other seasons of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt but season one from uh start to end like had me hooked had me very um involved uh what's what's the actress name Ellie Ellie Kemper I was literally just about to ask that uh Ellie Kemper something like that yeah Ellie Kemper Ellie Kemper yeah she's great um because I'd only ever seen her in the office before that and she absolutely nailed she's it. She's awesome in that too. Yeah. yeah, she's really good in that show. But I am going to give it up to Parks and Rec season seven. Um, and the reason for that is I believe it took a very realistic approach to... So what season seven does, it takes a... It does a little time skip. So season uh, six ends in 2014. And season seven, which released in 2015, takes place in 2017. 
Uh, so like everybody's had some time to get in their new jobs and relationships have grown and fallen apart and they get to analyze that. And the thing that I think, uh, the reason that I really appreciate this is because in, C- in the office specifically, when they lost Steve Carell, arguably one of their biggest players, um, they never really found their footing again. Um, yeah. And when Parks and Recreation lost uh, Rashida Jones and Rob Lowe, that was never really an issue. It was never really something that um, I looked at and thought, like, they're going to have to work hard to keep this in. Because you had the three characters that I really love the most being Leslie Nope, Ron Swanson, and Andy Dwyer still in the fray doing whatever they were doing. Um, and they did a really good job of taking those characters' stories, propelling them forward in a very believing, believable way, and then wrapping it all up throughout the course mm-hmm. of the season. Great season, second only to the third one. Parks and Rec wins this one for me. I know I've I've heard that Kimmy Schmidt is a really good show, and I've been meaning to actually. You never watch seen it, it too? No, somehow I haven't. Huh. I, just, I think from when I first saw promos, I was like, "Why the hell would I watch that?" Um, I, but that I, that's weird. I figured you'd love that show. Well, and so then I need to. Um, I I just for some reason when certain shows come out that like are really popular, I always say I'm going to give them a try. It's like when you grow up in DC near the monuments, you're like, oh, I'm going to go to those one day and then you just never do. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so like with shows, certain shows, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. But then it's like weird. Sometimes with shows I need to be hooked like from the first like 10 seconds. Sure. Otherwise I'm like, I don't want to sit through this and sludge through it. But I just like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I could do that or I could watch, you know, um, X show all over again and just be fine or whatever. So I need to watch it. But um, yeah, the probably is a good choice here. Um, I would agree with you on Parks and Rec. That's not the last season, right? It is the last season. Is it the last season? Okay, yeah, it's so seven. I think that's a good season to do. Um, I think that's a good show overall, and I do agree with the points you made. I think also just Parks and Rec is just the most consistent of more recent television shows from year to year to year yeah. to year. Yeah. Like, they don't really lapse too much. They stay – it's not always the best, but it's never the worst. And it stays right in this continuum, right in the middle. So I think that I, I would agree. I think that's a good one. Sweet. Moving on to 2016, four more. Uh, nominees, season two of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, season two of Transparent, season three of Silicon Valley, season seven of Modern Family, season one of Master of None, season two of Blackish, and season five of Veep is the winner. Season five, Veep season five won. Personally, I'm giving this one to Master of None. You ever seen Master of None? Like two episodes. Master of None was a show on Netflix uh, written and starring Aziz Ansari. And I really admire Aziz Ansari um, for a lot of the things that he has done in his career, a lot of the ways he has tackled uh, developments in his career. Um, I don't want to speak any more on that because I don't know the full story. So uh, look in that, if you will. But... um, Master of None kind of just delves into, it kind of points out the excitement in a mundane life. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it felt very every day to day, like a very relatable content. Just watching this guy, Dev is the main character, go through what he's going through. Like there's an entire uh, episode about being a first generation immigrant um, or a first generation American, excuse me, with uh, immigrant parents. And it was just something that I did not, relate to it all but i felt like they were making me understand and um when comedy can not agenda is the wrong word but when comedy has a purpose and can uh fulfill something that you didn't think that uh would you ever expect in a comedy show i really admire that 
and Master of None does that so well. Um, again, other than Blackish, I'm not a fan of Blackish. I don't. Uh, I, I it was just kind of the ABC comedy tropes for me that yeah. didn't really. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Modern Family, we said it. Silicon Valley, great, not as good. Uh, Transparent, never seen. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season two, I never saw, but um, I believe in it. Out of all this, though, Master of None takes it easy. Um, again, I, I really need to watch more TV, apparently. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what the heck am I doing with my time? Um, I think I would probably give this to Modern Family or Veep again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I had seen Kimmy Schmidt, I would pick it. I agree. But I don't know. <laughs> so I think I, Modern Family is just too good. It's just too good not to be there in that conversation. Um, Veep, though, I do appreciate how since it is like HBO, they can go, they can be a little risque with the yeah. things they say and the things they do. So I, I'd probably go with Veep. Jonathan Groff was in Blackish. Um, yes, I think question mark like for like five sets. He wasn't in there for a long time. I know. I know. I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, wait, next wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scroll back over that. Oh, that's not Jonathan. Groff. That is not Jonathan Groff. It's Who, a different well, it Jonathan is, Groff. It I is guess. Jonathan. Who is that? <laughs> that's funny. That's that's weird. <laughs> um, the next one, 2017. Oh, Ken, Atlanta's not a comedy. Um, season three of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Season four of Silicon Valley. Season eight of Modern Family. Season two of Master of None. Season three of Blackish. Season one of Atlanta. And the winner for the, what was that, fourth year in a row? Um, no, third year in a row. Season six of Veep. Hunter, what you got? Um, why do you say Atlanta's not a comedy? I'm a- only seen like an episode or two. I haven't seen it. it. It it's more of a dramedy's drama's the wrong is it, word. Is it a dark comedy? It, it's not even a dark comedy. It's about what it's about is um a guy who has been kind of down on his luck, and his cousin makes it big with like a hit sing a hit rap single. Um, Donald Glover being the main character, Ern, Ernest. They call him Ern, and his cousin is the one that um makes it big. And Ern wants to be his like his manager, his producer, whatever. And they just run into a lot of problems, a lot of problems on the streets of Atlanta. And um, it, it, it feels like, it feels more like a, uh, you know, when, when I look at like um, movies that have comedic aspects, but don't consider them comedies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's kind of the way I look at Atlanta. Gotcha. Um, that being said, I do think Atlanta is the best show on this list. Uh, so I'm giving it up for Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have heard really good things about Atlanta. Blackest just like does not excite me at any at any point in time. Um, Master of None, I don't really know too much about it. <laughs> Modern Family, I don't want to vote for them again. Um, Silicon Valley, again, I haven't seen it. I really haven't seen any shows on this. This is ridiculous. Um, but I would give it up for Atlanta just because I do know that it is incredibly well put together. So, so that's I will say um, roll, roll, roll with. <laughs> out of the shows that I've recommended to you so far, Silicon Valley is the most consistent. Um, it, it has a formula, but it's never formulaic is the best thing I can say about it. It's, it's very gotcha. good. Jokes always hit. Um, moving on to 2018, our penultimate year. We've got Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season four, Silicon Valley season five, Glow season one, Curb Your Enthusiasm season nine, Blackish season four, Atlanta season two, Barry season one, and The Marvelous Miss Maisel season one. So have you ever seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I have not. So it's a show. It's one of those shows that sound seems re- it's okay. So it is good. I don't necessarily agree that it is the best on this list because it's okay. a show that is built entirely off of really fast dialogue. 
<laughs> so like the characters just talk really fast and so you're so like whirlwinded by it that you're like oh this is incredible like it's moving so fast and all this it's like well no they're just speaking fast um right it's it's a good show like it's a good amazon show um but i think i would give it to barry i think barry is an incredible show Again, this is like, another one where it's like is this really a comedy but i technically oh, barry, exists. barry's a comedy <laughs> it makes me just comedy. as sad as it does make me laugh hey comedies um, can make you sad they don't have to true. always be funny that's true yeah barry has made me lust over bill bill haters acting skills that man is so talented and i I think a joke that he made is he was so barry if you don't know is a show about a hitman who goes to do a job in la and discovers that his passion is acting of course so he wants to be an actor um i I feel like bill haters made a joke in an interview where he goes i did a really good impression of a good actor um which is which is a very funny thing for bill hater to say uh, yeah, that show is, if you have HBO and you haven't seen Barry, like stop what you're doing right now and listen to it or watch it. It is so good. It is so good. Yeah, it's uh, well I, I need to watch Marvelous Miss Maisel. I've heard only good things about it. I, so the first season I watched, the episodes are really long. They're like an hour and 15 minutes a piece. Okay. Um, so it takes a while to get through. And I've seen the first season and I was like, this is good, but it's not like I wasn't in love with it. Um, Finally, 2019, uh, I'm not going to do 2020. Like I said, I didn't watch like any of these shows. Um, the nominees for 2019, season seven of Veep, season five of Schitt's Creek, season one of Russian Doll, uh, season two of The Marvelous Miss Maisel, season three of The Good Place, season two of Barry, and the winner, season two of Fleabag. Hunter, what you got? So the two shows that should have won or at least have more of an argument than Fleabag is Schitt's Creek and The Good Place. Probably give it to The Good Place, though, just because that is probably a top three favorite show of mine. Like, The Good Place is just so well written. Uh, it tackles a lot of heavy, not even heavy topics. It just, it just, it's a very human show. Um, and it kind of exploring. That's a great your, description. That's a great yeah, like, description. Like, it explores show. your humanity in a sense uh, it, through through kind of ridiculous means. But it's really talking about <clears throat> what does it mean to be a good person? What does it mean to be bad? What is the difference between good versus evil and how can they look different? Um, and it's when you can get complex and, and deep in a show like that, where on the surface, it's just, you know, Kristen Bell just saying like, you know, uh, holy fork instead yeah, of- go fork you know, yourself. Yeah, 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 like just, it's just ridiculous. Like you have like hot dogs raining from the sky, but you, but like it's all a larger, bigger meaning. I think that that is successful. Um, and it's, I've never had the, like that finale- in the last season, which isn't season three, but the last season made me like want to cry for 30 years. Like yeah, it was, was it's great. just, it gets you, it gets you so, so much. And I think it's a great show. Shit's Creek also very good. Not as good though. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the, I think the good place is my second favorite comedy series of all time. Only second to community. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, unfortunately though, season three is the worst season. <laughs> Yeah, I, I find it crazy. Like in season, I looked forward to 2020, and season four is nominated. But I am shocked that season one and two didn't even get any kind of recognition because those seasons yeah, that's were weird, incredible. Um, I I never seen Fleabag. I have been recommended to Fleabag by a friend of mine who's um, I very much respect her comedy opinion, so I, I need to get into this. Um, Marvelous Miss Maisel again. I haven't seen Russian Doll. I've never even heard of Veep. And this is going to be my inflammatory take of, of oh, the episode. On. I don't like Shit's Creek. Oh, I don't Schitt's think Creek it's is funny. so good. I don't think it's funny. How much um, of Shit's Creek have you seen? I saw the first four episodes. Oh, oh. 
it's a show. So remember how I said that I need to be like hooked immediately on a show. That is uh-huh. a show that did not do it for me, but I'd heard so many good things about it that I just kept pushing. Season two onward is unbelievable. Well, see, that's, why see, that's why it started to get a lot of traction around last year or, or two years ago in 2019, because season five and six are, are amazing. They're so good. We'll see. It's, it's, it's the same. It's kind of a similar thing to new girl for me. Um, Cause I've seen a, a not, I've, I've seen the, the whole of the first season of New Girl. I've seen yeah. a, a chunk of Schitt's Creek. Um, I have, I've been told that I need to push through and keep going, but everything I've seen from those two shows uh, does not get me excited to watch more of it. Um, I don't I think was, I talked about this, but when you and Holly, we were on a call and you and Holly were talking about like your, a really, really funny episode of New Girl, I was like, yeah, I really don't want to watch the show. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the same thing for me. Everything I've seen yeah. from Schitt's Creek, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure, like, I don't find it funny. I don't think it's funny. Like, those, yeah, those two shows are actually, they give off the same energy, so I see what you're saying. Sure. Um, they're very- I, You know what, and, and, and something similar about me, uh, about my tastes. Uh, I saw the first two seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I'm kind of at the point where I don't need to see anymore. I get it. You know, I get it. Uh. <laughs> and I'm sure there's more interesting stuff that happens and I'm sure like there are developments that keep occurring and I'm sure that the jokes as we go on are still funny, but like, I get it, you know, and I don't really want to invest more time into it. The one thing about Schitt's Creek is that, um, similar to the good place, like the, the last season and just like the, the, the way the show wrapped up, I've never really gotten more in like wrapped up in a character's life than before the good place and Schitt's Creek. So the, the ending of it made to me like, like tear up it was, it was sure. really emotional and stuff like that and so i <clears throat> it's just like it takes a while to get into and the first two seasons you're like this is super like alternative canadian stuff and like, yeah I sure get it but then after that it, once it becomes a little more mainstream it becomes really funny and I sure and like and you know it. i i i will make fun of people that love the big bang theory oh yeah um, so, i yeah. would not do that for people that like Shit's creek i completely understand that this is a preference thing and a personal taste <laughs> thing um it's the same deal i like i one of my favorite shows is letter kenny and i oh, totally yeah. get why some people don't like that show um so it's totally a, a preference thing that being said uh, with all that said, season two of Barry takes this for me. Um, I have been lusting over any information I can get about season three because God, I want that show to come back so bad. Um, so yeah, season two. I did you say Shit's Creek for you this year? Or um, made you- I, I went with I went with. So I'm gonna. I was initially looking at Good Place because I was looking at overall, but by seasons I'd go Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah. Overall, the Good Place is better than Barry in my opinion, but season three of the Good Place was the weakest one. Um, I actually I got my parents to start watching the Good Place, and nice. um, they both loved it. And then season three happened, and my dad's kind of fallen off. Um, but yeah, Barry season two is uh, literally like I have never. Barry is the first show I think that I have ever watched that I have both laughed like laughed to the point of tears and been saddened to the point of tears in the same episode. Um, so Barry's phenomenal. Okay. Uh, however long that took uh, <laughs> past, uh, we've gone through the 2010s and have signed new winners for the best comedy. And hopefully we can manifest that in 2021, Ted Lasso takes it home. Should. If you have not seen Ted Lasso, it's 10 episodes, 20 minutes each on Apple TV plus you can do it in a week, get yourself a week subscription one of Ted Lasso did for me to uh, did to me for Jason Sudeikis, what it did that Barry did for uh, Bill Hader. Um, incredible show. 
Before we move into our MCU movie scoring, uh, Hunter, you want to give a little, uh, catch our viewers up to speed on uh, the little NCAA tournament bracket challenge we have with our, uh, with our yes. friends. Yeah, so we are currently doing a podcast competition um, for March Madness. We just finished the first round yesterday. We're currently in the middle of round two where West Virginia and Syracuse are going down to the wire tied at 58. Um, but <clears throat> our friends at Our Public Diary, if you do not listen to them, you should go check them out. They have a fun podcast. Um, they wanted to do a bracket challenge with us. So all four of us have filled out a bracket. Um, and whoever ends up with the most points at the end, that podcast will be declared the, the winner or the most superior or better or whatever. Um, so the standings, as of the end of the first round, which ended yesterday, um, I was in last place with 200, 200 points. So the way the scoring works is it's to, uh, the first round is 10 points a game. There's 32 games, so you could have a max of 320. So um, I was in last at 200. Aaron had 220, Derek had 230, and Julie had 240, which cannot be allowed to stand. We cannot let this stay with her no. in first place because she'll never let us hear the end of it. Nope. Uh, honestly, though, uh, as far as like the standings go, that's still pretty impressive for all four of us. That's a lot. We only got like, I think the most, so what? That's 12. I don't know. I believe, it, yeah, in the first round, I finished with 230 points. So I only got nine. I only got. Nine games wrong? Nine games wrong. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So, like, when you get over half the, the round correct, like, that's pretty good. Yeah, and, I, and I've, I'm keeping also, up. I'm in, I'm in two, like, actual bracket challenges. And uh, with the ones with our friends, I'm uh, tied for first, I believe. Um, so, yeah. pretty excited about that one. Yeah, the, I'm, I wasn't – I was mad for my bracket that Ohio State lost, but was so happy that Ohio State lost. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to see day. Ohio State. Dude, the only Big Ten teams left are uh, – what is it? Uh, Michigan, Maryland, and um, – Rutgers. Rut <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I just... Yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tweet out um, updates uh, as the rounds end because it's gonna, the rounds are going to be over throughout the week. Um, we won't have time to give you round by round updates on the show. Um, so with that, uh, and I think we should do this a little fast because we're already coming up on an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are going to review Iron Man 3. Uh, who gave the plot summary last? I think I did, right? Yes. I gave the plot summary for the Avengers. So Hunter, can you please give me the plot summary of Iron Man 3? Yeah, so Iron Man 3 opens up directly after the events of the Avengers. Um, we see Tony Stark. Uh, it, it opens with Tony Stark kind of telling us a story about how this one time at a conference in Switzerland, he kind of brushed aside this kind of dorky, dweeby um, man with a, with a, a physical disability um, that has an idea for some kind of, you know, uh, who has a kind of an idea for a starter think tank. Um, and at the same time, Tony is uh doing tony stark things with this lovely woman um in which they're talking about this new uh this new idea for this new type of science which basically allows people to regrow limbs and never get hurt essentially and it will it will fix all impairments um in your body the problem is is that we flash forward about was it like 15 years or something like 12 15 years after that something like that wasn't it like um, wasn't it 2000 it was 1999 to 2013, so 14 years. 13, 14 years. 13, well, 13 years, yeah. So we flash forward almost 15 years, um, and there is a new villain on the, on the, on the run called the Mandarin um, who does a series of bombings and killings on live television. Um, and it's weird because all of, his, all of his scenes of explosions, there's no bombs, and no one can figure out how he's doing all of this stuff and whatnot. And um, 
he threatens the president and then Iron Man tries to go find him. But then Iron Man is also dealing at the same time with emotional trauma and PTSD from the events of the Avengers. Um, Pepper starts to get irritated with him and like, you know, threatens to leave or whatnot. Iron Man's house gets blown up. Um, they eventually find out that the Mandarin is actually just a ruse, not a real thing. It's just an actor being portrayed by some um, crazy guy with a drug problem. Um, and he's Thanks, being Mickey Rourke. Yeah. He's no, Mickey Rourke was, Mickey Rourke was our whiplash. Ben Kingsley, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, we find out that the Mandarin is actually really uh, Aldrich Killian, that was his name, yep. um, who was the guy that Tony Stark pissed off in 1999. Um, he has since perfected oh, his formula um, and, well, to some degree, um, and was actually using human people as, like, as bombs um, and uh, basically wants to take over the world through this, like, regener- with this like, regeneration growth formula and is an evil person. Tony eventually kills him and then... Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Did I miss anything important? Um, Pepper gets kidnapped and injected with the formula. Yeah. That's that it's happens. Never comes up again. So. Oh well, uh, we'll talk about it. But um, the whole deal was that uh, Tony uh, had been spending however long prepare, like trying to perfect his Iron Man suit because in the Avengers he uses Iron Man Mark Seven, and in Iron Man oh, Three yeah. the suit that he uses Iron Man Mark Forty Three. Mark Forty Two. Or Forty Two. Yeah, one of the two. Um, so yeah, he's been working a lot and in order to defeat the villain, he mobilizes his entire iron legion and they all fight together. And it's really cool. The movie ends with him being like, I guess I don't got to be Iron Man anymore. We all know that's a a lie. Best Christmas movie of all time. The second to die hard. Um, (laughs) Hunter, uh, what did you rate the plot? I gave the plot an eight. I like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought. I thought it was a pretty complex plot. There was a lot going on. Um, some of it was predictable at times. Like you would be like, oh, the, I think that when I first saw this movie and the, you realized the Mandarin was not actually a real thing and you're like, this guy's just a nut job. Um, I thought that was fun. I also, I think the best part of the plot is that you know that the vice president is in on it, but they don't just outwardly be like, the vice president is evil. Like he, you use context clues to figure all that out. And I think that was smart. Um, I also really enjoyed having tony kind of bookend telling us this story like it's after the fact um i think it's a it's a it's very similar to the other iron man plots but this one is more complex and has him doing it in this in in this way which i think makes it more interesting and more fun yeah i dropped it a seven um i'd be surprised you liked as much as you did uh iron man three but our scores i think both are probably going to reflect this it's the best iron man yeah. Like everyone, everyone's like the original's the best. Now Iron Man three is no. so good. Um, I I am. I guess we can get more into the this in the writing, and I guess this will be the segue. Um, I am such a sucker for scenes of superheroes saving people, and that scene where there's like the there's like fifteen people fall oh, yeah. like free falling, and he's like, my thrusters kind of suck right now, so we're gonna have to do this together, and he saves them all. What a good scene. Um, I, and cause he can't like safely put them down. So he does what planes do when he flies really close to the water and just drops them off safely. Um, like it, it seems like this, uh, I, this is me getting into the writing of the characters. Um, these are the most, this, this movie has the most Iron Man stuff in it. Uh, one of the best scenes is when he is handcuffed, uh, with only one of his like hand blasters, um, and he has to fight off like five people and he does it cause he's Tony Stark. His, I think this really emphasized that this movie really emphasized that Tony's superpower has nothing to do with these suits. And it is, 
is his um, intelligence, his cleverness, and his ingenuity that allows him to be Iron Man. Um, it's the whole, uh, and we'll get into this when we talk about Homecoming, but it's the whole, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the deal? If you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Yeah. And Iron Man 3 really showed that Tony is uh, Iron Man even without the suits. And I really appreciated that. Um, for writing characters, I dropped it an eight. I also gave it an eight. Um, I so this movie for the out of all the movies we've seen so far in this movie review, um, this is the first one that is truly like quintessential Marvel and is just good from top to bottom all around. There are slight things you could change to make it better, but overall, it's just really good. I think that um, the way that this movie, I was gonna say exactly what you just said. That kind of uh, Tony learns that he doesn't need to be Iron Man to be influential and save the world. Kind of what he says, like he knows he should be because that is a better way of saving people and helping people, but he doesn't need to have the suit to do it. Um, yeah. And I think that the, the writing in this movie really highlights that. Um, I also just like, when I watched it, I was like, there's nothing that makes me just like sigh. And it's just like, God, that was cheesy or yeah, thrown in yeah. there or pigeonholed. Like it was like, it's just like, Good, good from top to bottom. Every character you, you kind of root for them. The one knock I did have on characters is that I, Pepper like just not understanding his what, what he was going through. Like mm. he straight up admitted to her like I'm struggling, I need help, and she just goes, mm, "You suck. You're you're acting mean. Yeah, you're being disinterested. I'm leaving." And I was like, "Okay, that's kind of stupid." But yeah, other than that, like it was all good. Yeah, I completely forgot to mention the a very real effects of Tony almost dying, like yeah. very much manifest in this movie. And um, that's just something that we don't really see a lot of in any kind of movie really. Yeah. Um, this is also the very first movie where they uh, kind, not the first one, but they really showed the lasting effects of the, the universe. Like you can argue, like if they had ended at the Avengers, like, I don't think anybody would have been, like, pissed, you know? It's just like, oh, we tried this experimental thing. We had a lot of movies leading up to one movie. That's fun. And then they're like, oh, let's keep going. And they keep the events substantial. And that carries on through the rest of the franchise. And Iron Man 3 was the first one to really do that. Yeah, I was going to say that this, this movie is, like, the first one that you actually get the sense of, like, there's an actual shared universe because they just reference other stuff throughout the whole thing. Whereas, like, mm -hmm. in the Avengers, you see them. But in the ones before that, you don't really talk about it. Right uh directing and cinematography hunter what do you think um i threw it a six it was good mm. um there were some cool shots some cool moments um i want to say that the oh the, the scene in the restaurant with him and roadie i i don't know why I, I just really enjoyed it i was like these seem like normal people they're at like a buffalo wild wings like having a good time <laughs> um also the line that he says to the kid and he's like i loved you in a christmas story is so funny yeah dude, um, that was funny but there's another one that um i wrote down I also, I think some of the, and this kind of goes into writing a little bit too, but also just kind of the direction choice um, for certain characters. Like when, when Tony talks about how like the government should ask him for help um, when dealing with the Mandarin, but then he later learns like sometimes he, they, you don't need to have your ego boosted when they come grovel to you for help. Like you, you should just help because you yeah. can. Yeah. Um, and that kind of is a line that foreshadows that. Um, and I did appreciate that we finally have like a complex villain in one of these movies. Mm -hmm. Like, the, all the other characters were so like, I want power and money, but this guy's like, I'm also trying, I think I'm helping people. I'm just gone nuts. And I'm just like, have a lot of issues. Um, so I, I think overall, nothing really noticeable that was really like, wow, this is so cool and, and daring and visionary or whatever. So it was good. Yeah. I, I dropped directing cinematography as six. Um, 
there were no other th- I will say that the best part of the entire movie was the final battle where Tony is like jumping between his suits. I for uh for 2013 that's an incredible feat mm-hmm. of doing that. Um I will say that the one scene that like really is hard to watch is when Tony first meets uh Harley. Harley is the kid's name. Yeah. Because it it's just a very weird exchange and I I feel like that has a lot to do with what how they wanted to like shoehorn this kid in. Um, like there, there's a point where, uh, cause what happens is Tony crash lands in the middle of Tennessee and, um, Tony like drag, he drags his Iron Man suit to a, to a garage to work on it. And this kid is there and he's like, Oh, who are you? And then he's like, Oh, is that Iron Man? And Tony's like, yeah. And then he hands Tony the paper and he's like, well, you're dead. And it says Tony Stark presumed dead. And then like five minutes later, the kid's like, you are, and Tony's like, I'm Tony. And I'm like, wait, you, you just said you knew who Tony was. What, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? It, it's a very weird scene. Um, and other than that, like, I, I just don't think there was anything that really, other than like the final movie or the final uh, battle, I don't think there was anything that just stuck out to me as impressive. Uh, that's why I kind of dropped it a six. Uh, spoiler alert, lowest score I've given this movie. Um, it, it Good. You know, six is a solid for me, you know? You Wait. You said this one was the lowest? Uh, six is the lowest number value I have given any of the categories, yes. Oh, I'm surprised you gave Thor that high. of. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. In Iron Man 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Four got a two with direct. I was about to say. Come I was like, I'm now. pretty sure it was like awful. Like, no I hate there. those Dutch angles. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, moving on to... Wait, did you get... You gave your directing score, right? Yeah, it was a six. Too. That's what I thought. Okay. Acting, uh, for me, I don't think there was a single bad actor in this movie except for Harley. Um, kid actors are hard. Kid actors are hard to be good. And the delivery of his lines were, it might've been the writing and it might've been the directing, but the delivery of his lines were just not good. I didn't really care about him by the end of it. Um, but aside from all that, Tony, Rhodey, Pepper, Killian, um, the, the Mandalor the Mandarin, the Mandalorian, the, the Mandalorian, the fake Mandarin, um, all great, all very convincing acting gets an eight for me. Yeah, I gave it an eight too. I I really didn't really have a problem. We're pretty aligned on Iron Man three. <laughs> we, have, we have the same exact score. I I didn't really have an issue with any performance. I liked the kid. I thought the kid was cute. Um, I do agree too though. His lines were a little flat, but um, I I think the villain was awesome. I think Ben Kingsley was really good in this movie as the man. Yeah, uh, he I was. almost said the Mandalorian um, <laughs> as, the man, as the Mandarin. Um, but and I really appreciated Happy. I think Happy took kind of a step back in Iron Man two, but then in this one. Yeah. We only see him for like 15 minutes, but in that 15 minutes, he's really good. Um, Out of security, baby. Badges. Um, I don't know. I Just good. All, nope. Everyone was, did a really good job. Aldrich Killian was a really good actor in this movie. Um, I think maybe the girl, I forget her name. The woman that played Maya was like fine. Yeah, she didn't really have that big a role. She was kind of bland by the end. I was like, okay, you could have been like, she, yeah, was still being evil, but like has a moral complex. I, I think her entire role was literally just to like drive a little bit of a wedge between Tony and Pepper. Yeah. Um, that's, which, yeah. you know, Tony's a little bit of a dick. So, uh, you know, yeah, it, well, it worked. <laughs> yeah. But she, she was just kind of like, whatever. By the end of it was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, next special effects. Uh, what you got? Um, I gave it a six just mm-hmm. because again, Iron Man is a lot of like just boom, boom explosions, um, which 
by 2013, I really hope you know how to do. Um, I will say that the CGI on the, on the Iron Legion scene was cool. That's why it definitely gets above a five. Um, and just the tech that he uses is always cool. Like just the being able to manipulate um, space and matter through stuff that doesn't exist. Like all the holograms that he can pick up and touch. Those are cool. But overall, like nothing really big and new happened. Like it's not like a space movie. There's nothing really challenging aside from that last scene. And maybe maybe like just the the plasma e look of the extremis. Yeah, like the glowing, yeah. yeah maybe that but it, it, that's not too difficult i would think so I, I gave it a six yeah i gave it a seven i, I feel like the difference between seven and six is pretty much just preference and how you're feeling in the moment uh same deal yeah it, it was fun to look at um the iron legion battle was very impressive uh the glowing of the infected infected what, what do they even call them I was just saying infected. Yeah, let's just call them infected. The glowing of the infected people was was very fun to look at. Um, uh, yeah, nothing in- incredible, but nothing to complain about. That's a seven for me. There's, and speaking there's of nothing incredible, but nothing to complain about, score good. We got some uh, Tony Stark. We got some Tony Stark classic rock. Uh, that's a six for me. <laughs> I gave it a five. I was like, there's a there's an overarching like theme at some point where I was like, okay, you, you hear this from time to time. That's kind of cool. Music in the credits was dope. Um, yeah, I don't. It was just it was there. Really I'm like I'm anything. looking through I'm looking through these cat these movies that we have coming up, and I think I can find a ten for every movie in one at least one. Not every movie. I can find a ten for every category for at least one of the movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like probably. I know what movie I'm going to give a ten for score in. I know what movie I'm going to get ten for special effects in stuff like that. That's yeah. going to be rare. It's going to be rare. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's when you judge them critically, it's hard to get a ten. But yeah. um, but there's just some you can't and you cannot give up, or you can't like let pass. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but that being said, um, at the end of the day, looking at Iron Man three, uh, if uh, Hunter Hunter's thing might have broken, um, but H seven, H seven. Yeah, apparently yours is still zero point zero for some reason. Uh, Wait, but I, I, no, I have it. I have it at seven. Yeah, you know, it, it shows up at zero on my screen for some reason. Oh, but no, I have a seven. Hunter gave it a seven. Wait, what? What? Yeah, Hunter gave it a seven. I gave it a seven point one. So uh, the average is a seven point zero five. Uh, we're gonna have to. The thing is broken, so I'll have to fix that in a second. But uh, so far, Iron Man three uh, is Hunter's best movie, and overall, Quarter Life Crisis is best movie. Um, and you know, if you told me you liked Iron Man three better than the Avengers, I don't think I'd blame you. (laughs) I don't think I'd blame a single person for that. Iron Man three is so good and nobody thinks so. Yeah. So, uh, that's all we have. I'm waiting for a movie. I'm just saying, I'm I'm waiting for a movie that like we vehemently disagree on. We're going to have a couple opinions about where it's going to pop up, but. No, I, I know exactly which one it's going to be. gives us a lot of material to work with. Yeah, I know exactly which, what it's going to be uh, because I have a critical which, eye. Which... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's Black Panther. We're going to disagree on Black Panther. Um, oh, yeah, I was talking about other ones, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, still, still in the beginning of phase two. Uh, that wraps it up. Uh, next week, we'll be covering Thor The Dark World. Is it better than Thor 1? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, uh, and we'll keep going week to week and hopefully by the time we're finished up everybody has no appreciation for the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
that wraps up every topic I've got to talk about today. So we're going to segue over into a little segment we like to call Crisis Averted. Hunter, who are you sending love to? Uh, well, I'm sending some love to you because you're the birthday boy. Thanks, man. Um, happy birthday. Shouting out <clears throat> Maya. Maya. Well, always shouting out Maya. Go Utah. Um, but shouting out Jordan and Michael who were here for a fun weekend. Um, and shout out Big Ditch Brewing Company because we went there and I got a hoodie and it was dope. It was Big Ditch day. hits. Big Ditch hits. Good day. Have a good day. Um, myself, uh, I am shouting out uh, everybody who is uh, wish me happy birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been an excellent birthday weekend um, with the help of my lovely girlfriend and my lovely roommates. So thank you everybody for that. I'm going to do a little self-promotion here. I'm running a birthday fundraiser on Facebook, uh, raising funds for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, add me on Facebook at Derek Scott if you need to, if you want to learn more information about that. Another thing, uh, finally, I'm going to give some love to my coworker, uh, my buddy Eric. He is getting married today. I'm sure Ooh. the ceremony has already happened. So couldn't be happier that I'm sharing a special day with you, buddy. Um, I hope your wedding was absolutely incredible. Uh, and I can't wait to hear all about it um, tomorrow at work. So uh, congratulations, buddy. Hunter, do you have any final words? Uh, go Terps. Go Terps. Go Terps. Taking down the Huskies. Let's go. We want Bama. Uh, yeah, we want Bama. Uh, for episode 59 of Quarter Life Crisis, I have been your host, Derek, here with Hunty. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.